and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 151. And as always, you are joined by your hosts, Tara and Jack. Now, we do have a special guest joining us once again on the show today. He is a returning guest, and his name is Jason Woodforth. Now, for any of you who don't know who Jason is, he is the president of ICN Queensland here in Australia, and we actually have had him on the show a number of times before for episode 32, 52, 60, and 104. So this is now Jason's fifth time on the show. So after you listen to this episode, definitely recommend going and checking out those previous episodes. But we thought we would get him on once again to uh, talk about everything ICN, bodybuilding, and what to expect this next coming year for the shows that are coming up for season A and season B. So thanks so much, Jason. Uh, My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So we thought we'd uh, ask a range of questions today for the newer competitors who will hopefully tune into this episode and everyone else, even from different countries, different federations, like ICN is an amazing federation. And the more you know about different federations, the better, especially something as well run as ICN. So we're going to start off with this fairly broad question uh, pertaining to this year of competing. This one says, give us a rundown for what competitors can expect from how the shows will be run this season A in Queensland and any information on season B as well. Okay, yeah, fairly broad question. But uh, well, let me start with really, we're going to run them the same as we always have. Um, we do our best to run them to the times we put on the uh, on the program, and generally speaking, we get there pretty much all on the mark. We've had a show here or there where we've been half hour hour late, but that happens. And just one thing I say to the competitors is those times are only ever approximates. They're nothing more than approximates. Um, the only way we could make them exact is have long gaps in between, and to have long gaps in between, um, seriously, it'd blow the show out by hours. Um, so we just have to uh, make the competitors aware that if you're on at 11 o'clock and it says, say we're running spot on time and 11 o'clock's your time, is note that we're going to probably get you from backstage at 10.30, okay, because we're only going to put you in the um, the pump-up room at 10.40 and we're going to have you side of the stage at 10.50. So just having a mindset of like, hang on, I'm on 11, I really need to be fully ready by 10, okay? So by you guys doing that and getting ready an hour early, and then also is having a look and going, oh, look, you know what? They're actually half an hour late, but also get ready my hour early because you know what? We've had situations where one moment we're half an hour late and all of a sudden we're 10 minutes ahead. Okay, so always keep an eye on what the time is. And if you can um, be ready at all times and let our backstage runners know where you are, who you are, what your number is, that helps them as well. Um, they, they've been screaming for people to get on stage and um, the person will be standing right next to them. But because it's so noisy backstage and had that person said, oh, by the way, I'm 65, I'm Jack, I'll be here. And I'm in these divisions. Oh, fantastic, Jack. And I can come and grab you. So that that really helps for the running of the day. So um, also having your number on front and back that solid half hour, hour before, because again, they don't know a lot of you by name, but my backstage runners will see the number they're looking for and can grab you. So all those sort of things help make the day run so smooth. Um, now, otherwise, yeah, look, um, nothing really changed with the way we've done the show because over the years we've just uh, learned the best ways and unless we see something we're missing and happy for someone to go, hey, what about this, we'll add it. Obviously the big thing we added um, last year was the LED screen at the back. Um, that's really changed the um, the atmosphere and the feel of the show, especially from uh, the audience side of things. And we are doing something possibly, just waiting for a sample. We may do something with the flooring 
Um, so if that comes off, that will be another big game changer. I can't wait for that, but it may not happen. So I'll just uh, – I shouldn't even put that out there. But uh, <laughs> we, we are well, – I put that out there because we're always looking for ways to improve, mm. okay? Always looking what can we do. But, yeah, so uh, – April 10th is the Sunshine Coast. Um, now, the, the programs for both are exactly the same, but note because there's different entries and different number of entries, it doesn't mean the final running order will be exactly the same for both shows. In actual fact, it won't be. Um, guarantee you that it never has been and never will be because, like I said, there's always different number of entries and different number of competitors, which changes the actual divisions we end up running on the day. And will the shows be run over two days or just one day? No, we're just going to do one day. Our feel for season A is that we'll be able to do a one day. It will be a long day, probably you know, 10 to 12 hours, um, which is fine from our end. One thing for competitors, no, go 10 to 12 hours. We'll just know this. You're only on in probably a block of between an hour and three hours, depending on what divisions you do. And unless you're sort of like doing, uh, say, for guys, bodybuilding, and then going to men's classic physique hours later, yeah, it could do a six-hour day for you. But don't look at it as 12 hours. That's us doing 12 hours. You're just doing your little bit and go, yeah, you're right, it's my little bit. And even if you're on first or last, is if you're on the last, um, you know, five, six, seven divisions, just think, well, hang on a second. It's like going to the football. Most footballs played at nighttime. Just be ready for your footy match to be on at nighttime. Um, so that way it doesn't sort of mindset-wise um, just get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually have a question about the running order because I guess historically – Bodybuilders and figure competitors, they're usually toward the beginning parts of the day. And then fitness competitors and men's physique and also sports model competitors, usually on stage at the later hours of the night. What is the reasoning for that? Would you ever consider swapping it around so that bodybuilders are actually on stage at nighttime and fitness competitors and other females are on stage earlier during the day? Um, It's actually, it's easy for a bodybuilder to be ready first thing in the morning. Um, so where possible, we do it that way. But if we do a two-day show, we run the bodybuilders from about midday um, through to about five o'clock in the afternoon, and we come back the next morning and we start with bikini, uh, swimsuit, et cetera. We do it in regards to the crowd as well and also the number of competitors we expect in each division. So that actually helps spread things out. Um, so, yeah, it's just worked out that the way we run them with bodybuilding, one-day show, bodybuilding figure, swimsuit, bikini, sports, men's fitness, uh, men's physique and fitness for ladies has just worked out to be the best way to run it. I've tried a few other different ways on a one-day show, just hasn't worked as well. Mm. So, yeah, a little bit of method behind that madness. Okay, that's great. And before we move on, I just had another question as well. So I noticed that last season, I could be wrong, but the, the men's physique athletes were given their own shorts, like from ICN. Is that applying again this season or...? No, 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 no. Men's Physique um, only got their shorts in the Tropic show in okay. Townsville. Um, yep. Scotty had a deal done with um, the, the Plus Fitnesses up there, um, but we're still going to allow the freedom of um, you know, any colour you want, any design you want. Um, and also, actually, uh, Jack, you might like this. We're going to do the same with Men's Classic this year as well. Oh, great. Okay, so the Classic Physique um, will be uh, provide your own. What we found over the years, especially, I don't know if you were down at one of the nationals there, but, uh, no, one of the world's, they were all wanting to supply their own. We gave them one, but they went, no, we want this pair on. So you can then really tailor make to your physique the best. Um, and it's the way you wore yours actually made that really just highlight how well you wore them. Um, and also uh, Tom from up at uh, Muscle Hut, um, yeah. Chamberlain, 
you know, yep. the way you guys wear them. So you get, you get this right for your body shape, mm. body type. Um, it really can make the difference of that classic yeah. look. So I think we just to help the classic competitors um, who are listening to this, like I think Tom and I wore them slightly higher compared to some of the others to show off more of our legs. Uh, so I guess that might be useful for some other classic competitors to maybe have them a bit higher up. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, we're going to get a little bit more freedom there. Um, it's not that the ones we had were wrong, but there's just been a few cuts that have come out. We've just gone, well, here you go. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, mm. yep. And, and again, that's us evolving, just going, hang on a second. We, we were here, and now with new information, we're going to say, well, we're now here. And I have no problems in changing my mind because I've got better information. Yeah. Okay? More, more, um, yeah, more, more feedback. Yeah, I love that. And all the classic competitors can now be multicolored up there in the lineups. <laughs> I, can I just say, okay, let, let's go outfits for a second. Then let's segue into outfits. Is it just make sure that nothing you wear or do outshines what you're meant to be up there for? Mm-hmm. So you don't, you want your costume, your outfit to be complimentary, certainly make it stand out, but don't make anything like the your hair, your makeup, your tan, or your outfit to be the standout. Because if we get lost and going, wow, look at that outfit, man, that's just crazy. Look at that outfit, look at that outfit. Stop looking at the outfit, we gotta look at your body. Or you give us some fancy hairstyle. Um, Girls, it's not your prom, it's not your wedding day. What would go on the front cover of a magazine? Okay, it'll be flowing hair uh, back uh, down, not up and backwards over your head. Uh, Because again, if you do a hairstyle up and over, the, the eye is actually, um, you cause the eye to look up first rather than just flowing down. So just make everything complimentary. Um, soft curls basically for the girls. Uh, and guys, you just don't go anything crazy. And oh, um, girls, eyelashes. One of our judges about two years ago was just saying, what is going on with the eyelashes? This was a female judge. What is going on with the eyelashes? We couldn't see your eyes. We couldn't see the eyes that were so thick and big and dark and long. And yeah, yeah, you don't go over the top with the hair and makeup. Um, just keep it very simple, okay? Mm-hmm. A little bit special, but don't go over the top. Would you say then for a division like Classic, which is historically just everyone's in black then, would you generally recommend that people get a cut of suit that suits them well, but they stick to a black or a darker color or would you mind yep. if someone comes out in classic pink or gold? Um, look, you, you can, once we give the freedom um, to say, guys, just go get your own, unless we uh, – I'll, I'll chat to Scotty about it. And by the way, Scotty's my, actually my, my co-Queensland president, just to, to let everyone know. He runs the tropics on his own. He runs um, Sunshine Coast with me. We'll have a chat about it, and we might make it that it's got to be black. Um, it mm-hmm. kind of looks good as well. It's kind of yeah. like the sports outfits. We've done different colours before. It hasn't looked bad, but there's nothing more spectacular when they look all the same in that sportswear. Mm. And um, uh, this year we've got a green and black one for the um, Tropics and Sunshine Coast, and for the Brisbane and Queenslands, a pink and black. Um, so, uh, yeah, pink on the band, a pink top, and uh, they look fantastic. Love yeah. it. So, actually, good good point on that. Actually, I'll make a note of that um, tea. Colour of, yeah, nice, Scotty. Yeah, beautiful. All right, far away. What's next? Great. So our next question, it says, should an athlete be able to win multiple overalls in one day if the judges are sticking to the criteria? Yeah, love the question. Yes is the answer because there's the criteria we keep to. Uh, let's use an example, men's fitness or men's physique. And then that person happens to win the overall and then goes into classic physique. 
and just hits the poses, also suits a classic looking style, then absolutely could win both, no problems mm. at all. Um, sports and fitness, um, very, they're very close. We just, um, sports is just a slightly more sportier look with fitness being we allow slightly bit harder. But also depending on who we've got up on stage, we can say this is the criteria, but we may not have anyone that matches perfectly that criteria. So we then have to match the closest to it. And I always use a, um, a competition I emceed in um, Darwin many years ago. The girl who won bikini, there was three girls there, and the girl who won bikini had a solid four-pack. Like I'm talking a ripped solid four-pack. And the rest of the body was soft. Now, we generally say we don't want to see a, a four, um, you know, four or six-pack in bikini but compared to the other two girls she was the winner even though she had a four pack so what we were presented meant this girl really was the winner and um i still to this day 10 years later go that was still the right decision so mm-hmm. sometimes what we're presented with it can change what you go oh you're looking for this say hey, well we didn't really get that okay but um yeah and and hopefully as i say to my judges all the time i say once you pick that first person each time you pick a winner, are you picking someone that looks very alike to what you picked the division before? Mm-hmm. And hence why when we get to our overalls, generally speaking, you're going to have a lot of the exact same body types from all the wins. Uh, but again, we're also, yep, it depends who we get on the day. Mm. Yeah, it's a good answer because sometimes you get someone up there and they just can't be denied because they really are the best physique competitor up on that stage for that division. Yep, yep, Absolutely. Great. So this one's a popular one, each podcast with you, but top tips for standing out on stage. All right. Stage awareness to start with. All right. Nothing worse when getting on stage and then you get off and you go, I don't remember a thing. In one of those ah moments, like what the heck just happened? So the first top tip is as you're standing at the side of stage, is are you listening to my voice? Can you hear me on the mic or if you have a tropic, can you hear Scotty's voice? Um, and then who's the person in front of you? Who's the person behind you? Can you hear the names calling on? And then as soon as you're called on, you know, hey, that's me, off I go. I've had situations before where I can see in the corner of my eye that the traffic stopped coming on onto the stage. I'm like, what's going on? And the person hadn't heard their name. And I've called out, I don't know, 20, 30,000 names over the 15, 16 years. I haven't missed a name. Okay, so straight away, they're not even stage aware. So once you get on stage, you're not going to be here, be able to hear coach yell out um, instructions. And again, I've had coaches, uh, I've been backstage where I've um, listened to a coach go to them, why didn't you smile? Why didn't you this with your left shoulder? Blah, blah, blah. And the um, competitor will go, why didn't you yell it out? And the coach will go, I was blue in the face. I was blue in the face, yelling, screaming. But the competitor was in that, ah, moment. So number one tip, get stage aware is the side of stage. And as soon as you get on stage and you hit your marker, do something. Do something like do a move that you remember. Go, yeah, I just stepped out and came back. I did a front door bicep and I remember hitting it, and now I can see Jason, I can see the judges. Ah, there's coach, ah, there's the wife, there's the husband, there's the kids, I got this. Um, and if you're in the back of the, the lineup, make sure that you know, you've got time, because we're gonna look at the front line first before the back line. You've got time just to like really get that stage awareness, know exactly where you are, where everybody is in the zoo, and off you go. Um, other than that, to stand out, get the tan right. All right, get the shine right if you're in a division that has striations, you know, your fitness, your sports, your physique, all your men's divisions, right? You don't want to use shine with bikini because that can actually accentuate it the wrong way because you're not shredded and we don't want a bikini competitor shredded. Smile, put an effort in, 
there's nothing more that judges just dislike than not a smiling. And especially if they go, this person's going to win. And this happened one time. Um, yeah, I'm going to say it because she won't mind. Um, she's a beautiful girl. This clear winner in figure, clear winner, that wouldn't smile. She'd put too much Botox in, as we'd found out later on. All right, she was trying. She was trying to smile. But the judge was like, just wish she'd smile. And we have had an occasion where the judges pulled me over one year. This is going back, back or probably 10 years ago. And head judge pulled me over and said, um, we're going to bring this girl down one or come over with one or two places because she is just so bitch face on stage. Like, this is just terrible presentation. And I looked over and went, whoa, yeah, um, that's a fair call because presentation is important, people. It is absolutely marked. There is a key of presentation. Um, now, on that, because, Jack, I know there's a question there about the better body or the better posing. So I'll go sort of segue into that off that comment I made is that the better body can only be beaten by, say, better posing with that better posing, not having the better body, if the better body is just posing that bad. Mm. Like I'm talking just stupidly bad. It's like we want to give you the win, but the way you're posing is just so wrong. And that's very rare. It, it's probably happened in the minor placings. But, you know, at the end of the day, the best body, unless there's a real reason, I say the judges, the best body's got to win. Um, and then they've got to get the posing a little bit better. The, the, the posing's a bit off and it's very close. I've, I always ask the um, judges, look, that's only one place that you go back. You wouldn't put them back three or four. You know, I've heard back in the day when I've been around um, other shows where someone didn't have, um, they had everything. They had everything bar hamstrings. And so they put them from like what should have been first, like fourth. I'm like, the dude was just missing hamstrings. <laughs> you know, so that's that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but one thing to keep in mind also is um, girls who uh, decide to try and do bikini sports and fitness, note that you're wasting one of your divisions. You're either doing bikini and sports or you're doing sports and fitness. Um, don't be doing all three. You can if you want, but um, if you're in bikini shape, you're just going to do no good in fitness because we're not looking for the bikini shape in fitness. And if your fitness shape, which we've had before, where we, the best body on stage was just smoking, she was amazing. And um, she was in bikini. She was, luckily, she was in bikini sports and fitness because so, so she, she came from Darwin. Mm. And luckily, she did all three because she was not getting placed in bikini. She won an open class in fitness. So you might see the best body not win because, again, going back to that criteria piece, is it doesn't match the criteria. And I'll say that on the mic quite often so that people realize, oh, yeah, she's not going to win. She's too good. That's right. Wait till she comes out in sports and fitness. And that's also why I've always allowed in Queensland for people to be able to cross different divisions because our judges will work you out. If you don't know, our judges will work you out for you. Yeah. And, and hopefully if you've got to opposing classes, we've already worked out where you need to be anyway. Yeah, I was going to say that as well. If you have experience with obviously, hopefully working alongside a coach, you should know as you're coming into the show roughly which division you're going to suit the most. It shouldn't be like a huge surprise on show day. Like, oh my God, I'm too shredded for a bikini. Like you should know that prior. So sadly, it actually has happened. Some coaches that are brand new to the sport or they, they just haven't been around, um, say, opposing class and whatnot or ask us questions. They've put competitors into the wrong divisions. And that's why we always say, bring your coaches along to our posing classes. Bring them along as much. Like, we've got pose with the pro day coming up. You know, there'll be a hundred odd competitors there, um, a dozen more um, pros, a stack of coaches. Come along, have a chat to us, make sure you're in the right direction, going the right way, and your coach understands what we're looking for. 
mm. you know, to get you in the right division. Yeah, that is certainly great advice. It's just on that men's classic physique, I'm actually getting a lot of guys wanting to do it, and I'm looking at their physique and going, mate, you don't look classic. Um, you know, you look like a bodybuilder. You look like this. Um, so just on classic for guys, it's not actually for everyone. Um, not everyone really suits that classic look we're looking for. Um, so again, come along to our posing classes. We'll make sure that you're in the right division, um, so they get you. You know, you get the best experience. Mm. Sorry, Jack. Yeah, well, I was just thinking we have another question down the line, which I think relates to standing out on stage, and that is if you're at either side of the lineup, should you turn to face the judges? Yes, um, do that. You don't have to, but you'll see me down in my little chair in front of the judges. I'll always speak to the ends and just actually, um, uh, you know, hand side of them just to, to angle in. Um, the only thing to be aware of is I had one year someone who was doing the angle in, but when they turned around to do the rear pose, they angled so much, they were actually basically angling side of stage. So, so just be aware of um, yeah, where you're at. We actually had another question relating to posing as well, and it actually has to do with the pose down, which I feel like is very right. unique to ICN. For example, I know that they don't necessarily do a pose down in IFBB, and it's awesome because it's really fun, but yeah. a competitor wanted to know how do you actually prepare for the pose down, and is there a right and wrong for the pose down? Because they've observed shows before, and they're like, hey, they're hitting a pose that isn't actually a pose that they hit in their quarter turns. So how do you prepare for the pose down? Okay, all right, so um, the pose down is just a bit of fun, okay? Judging is normally 99.9% .9 done. There has been the occasions where uh, the judges was just, it was so tight, just so tough that they've gone, okay, can we do pose down? Just wanna have one last look at them. And we were looking at just, normally only looking at one or two competitors, three at most, if, if, if you are that stuck. And we've actually had to go, hang on a second, can everyone go back on the line? We've just got to do a few more poses. Now that's happened rarely. Like it's lucky to happen once a show. So mm. it's that rare, okay? But once the pose down's called, you don't have to go to the middle. The judging's been done 99.9% .9 of the times, okay? Feel free to go to the edges where your family and friends are. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and enjoy the moment with them on the ends. Um, but you don't have to rush the front um, and also, you can do whatever you want in that, that pose down. You can do front double bicep, but classic poses. I love it with the girls in the fitness and the bikini and all that. They're throwing poses out the Miss Figure or bodybuilding. And, yeah, it's, it's great. It's gold. Do whatever you want. Have fun. Have fun. Great. All right. Well, Jason, this, uh, this next question is relating to the height classes that we see. Yep. So this one's particularly related to figure. And it says, why is the figure tall category only over 161 centimeters? That ain't nowhere near tall. That's not tall. <laughs> um, okay, I don't know where that's come from um, because I pretty much will guarantee you that's nowhere seen on the side. I've never, okay, I've been doing this for 16 years. I have not seen 161 as a height class. Okay, what we do is we, we used to have height classes of um, 161 from memory or 159 and under was short class misfigure. Then 159 or 161, again, I can't remember, that through to 165, and then we had 165 and over, okay? But what we did was we'd find that some shows, you had everyone that was tall, and then you had other shows that were, you know, everyone was short and just a couple in tall. So we, what we do is we scrap the height classes, and now what we do is we just get all the entries on the day, and then we go along and go, okay, we've got 25 girls, we want that as three divisions, and we just go along and go eight, eight, and nine. And wherever that wherever that number lay wherever that height lays for the eighth girl, that's where it is with eighth guy. And we do that in all divisions. 
So the more people in the division, the more number of height classes. In opens, there's never more than nine in a height class. So once I get to 10, it's two groups of five. Once I get to 19, uh, 18, I have to then go, uh, whatever it is, um, eight, seven, seven, whatever it is, eight, eight, seven, something like that. Um, and saying, once I get to 27, et cetera, et cetera, um, there's no more than nine in a height class. In um, first timers, somewhere up to 12. In rookie and novice, you can see up to 15, maybe to stretch 18, but very rarely. And so we try to give you the best um, experience in regards to not too big a lineup, but but sorry, in saying that, some people love the big lineups. They just love the big lineups, you know. Yeah, I've been in a lineup myself with, geez, a good 20-plus guys. It was awesome. Got my ass kicked, but it was awesome. Yeah, it makes it super competitive. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And you want know, whilst I get my ass kicked, I'm looking at the guys in the top five. They're just going, look at these blokes. These are freaking awesome. <laughs> and I, I don't compete to win. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not big enough, but um, I compete just my own, um, yeah, my own drive, um, motivation, and mm. where, where am I at? I, I just put the best version of me on stage when I get on stage. And that's what I actually do say to people: just put the best version of you on stage. It's the only thing you can control. It's the only thing you can control. Mm. Yeah, unlike other sports like, let's say, sprinting or a football match, you can't – it's subjective. That's what bodybuilding is. So yep. that's yep. often what we say to clients as well. It's great to aspire to do well, but ultimately you can't control who turns up on stage and you can't control, I guess, who the judges are and what the judges are looking for exactly. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I hope that you get from most of our shows. And look, the, the, uh, the coaches give me some feedback from um, time to time. And I take it on board and go, okay, that's what you thought about what our bikini judging was. And I just go back with the judges before the start of each show and just go, look, got this feedback. Um, what do you think? And we, we um, dissect it and just make sure that, you know, nine times out of ten, I've got to say, I think the judging in Queensland, generally speaking, is pretty solid. Mm. Um, are we perfect? No one is because it's subjective. And, yeah, it's it's sometimes – it's not the easiest thing to do. A lot of people get on that um, – on that judging panel and have a go and just go, wow, this actually isn't that easy. So no, no, actually it's not. Yeah. And I, I got to say something actually is that um, we have some learned judges that go on the table from time to time. Please note the learned judges, whilst they interact with the judges, their scores don't count. So this year you're going to see a couple. Um, we had one last year um, and we're probably going to have two or three this year. Please note their scores don't count. They're there learning. Will they be chatting with the judges? Yes, because my judges then give me feedback to say this person's actually doing a stellar job smoking with with the with, with comments at exactly what we're looking for. So that person down the track, if I need a spare judge, they can slide in. But there's a process of many shows before their, their scores start counting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's really important that you mentioned the bikini division in particular because that's one of the divisions that is just changing because obviously the competitors every single season are showing up at a different standard and they're really moving the division. So, for example, if you're a bikini girl and you're competing in season A 2022, I personally wouldn't recommend comparing your physique to a girl who might have won back in 2018 because the standard has changed since then. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Um, yeah, a- anyone that asks me for photos from last year, the year before, et cetera, you know, who who won, can I see some photos? It means nothing. Sometimes it means nothing depending on the division. Um, but also the other thing is that in general, do look at last year's because that will give you an idea. And we are going back to as far as probably probably five, even six, seven years ago, and even go back 15 years. What we were looking for 15 years ago in sports model 
is completely different today, not even close. Um, and that is because, yeah, the competitors move the, move the uh, goalpost. Um, but keep in mind, bikini can only get so hard. Okay, so bikini can only get so hard that you've got tone. Once you start getting too many lines, well, then you're in the wrong division. Okay, or you're going to be placed down the fourth and fifth side of things. We allow a strong back in bikini because once you put your arms up in bikini, it's pretty hard not to have a bit of muscle showing. Okay, so we allow that in bikini. But if we turn your back around and all of a sudden you've got, you know, lines in your legs, a four pack or serious lines in the abs and cap shoulders, we're saying, whoa, 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 you were just in the wrong division. What we don't mark, do note, is when the bikini girls are walking, you know how when you walk, you can sort of like, uh, the muscle just goes on, bang, bang, mm. bang. We can't mark that. We mark the pose, okay? So while someone can walk around and all of a sudden as they walk, they've got a bit of a line in the leg, et cetera, et cetera, that's not what we're marking. We're marking the fact that you're standing there presenting to us. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That's a great answer. So now changing directions, this next question says, which methods do you use to drug test the ICN athletes? Uh, just use urine, urine that gets sent over to uh, Ohio, I think. Yep, um, in the States. So they're all um, the water compliant, um, but urine testing. Awesome. Great. So uh, next one says, and we might have covered this slightly, uh, but what is the main difference between bikini and fitness category? So essentially you've, you've touched on that quite significantly. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, if you're doing bikini and fitness, my question is why? You're, you're wasting a you're wasting an entry. It's either bikini and sports or sports and fitness, mm -hmm. um, but never bikini diva and fitness, which is in a bikini as well. Great. Well, this next question is definitely going to be related to a few bikini girls. It says, what's the best way for your back to recover from posing practice? <laughs> I wonder what, because it was missing an R or something in one of those words. I was like, is that, is that what the question was? <laughs> um, okay. So um, stretching, um, a fascia release. Um, go back to one of my podcasts with you guys about the fascia release. I've, I've done so many fascia releases on the spot where people go, oh, wow, that is so much better. But it's amazing that you can just be standing up for about 15, 20 minutes, especially if you're new to it. But even some that have uh, aren't new to it but come along for their first time for a while posing. After 15, 20 minutes, we go, hey, break and have a glass of water. And they're like, oh, jeez, thank goodness for that. And, um, yeah, whoever thought that just standing there could be such hard work? Yeah, absolutely. With all the with all the back arches, for sure. Yeah. Oh, actually, stretch your glutes. Stretch your glutes. If there's one stretch that's um, not done enough, is glute stretches in that figure four position um, on a bench or just bringing it back across. Um, I remember back or oh, shit, 25 years ago, I was walking through my work and I had um, work shoes on, and my my shoes were just slapping down on the floor as I walked. I'm like, I could not control my feet hitting the ground. They just slap, slap, slap. I went to my physio guru, Tom Creevy, if anyone knows him, he is a guru. And he just said, JJ, just stretch your ass for a week. I'm like, dude, seriously? He said, you just stretch your ass twice a day for a week. Yep, went away. Because your glute muscle goes all the way down, wraps all the way down around, around your leg. Um, so your glute muscle get rid of so many pains, you, you, you'll be surprised. Plus, I think people underestimate consistent practice and uh, do it for 10 weeks and it's going to be a piece of cake. As, yep. That's that's the whole point of practice. Yeah. So. You really build up that posing endurance. And that's why we're such oh, big yeah. advocates for people to go to the posing workshops and practice going round and around and around and around. Because, man, if you can do that for an hour straight, like you're just going to nail it on show day. Yeah. And look, for the bodybuilders, um, anyone flexing divisions, 
you gotta be able to hold that pose for up to 20 seconds. That's what you've got to practice. And even just standing there in the in the model divisions, um, the most important thing is to relax while being on. Okay. Um, last uh, time back ago, um, I had um, one person who every time they hit a pose was like <laughs> blowing out like that. I'm like, you don't need to do that. I said, here I am hitting this pose and I'm actually talking. I'm looking left and looking right and everything's switched on. Um, be, be mindful of not pulling up through the neck or the traps. Just relax. Have everything on, but note that posing is actually, in a way, easier than some make it out to be. So just think, hang on, I can actually do a bicep flex and just talk and breathe. Yeah. And then now flex the other one. And I'm actually doing this while I'm actually talking to you guys. So I've got left on. I've got the right on. Actually, put the triceps on as well. Let me put the legs on. I've got the legs on sitting down. We've got the legs on. And now I've got the abs on. And here I am talking to you guys with everything on. So make it that simple. And in figure and bodybuilding, understand that your hands don't operate your biceps and triceps when you're doing the front double bicep and rear double bicep pose. And both showing that, just put your arm out in front and flex your biceps and triceps on and then keep them on. Then move your hand. And it just it doesn't control your bicep tricep. So when you then go and do the pose, you'll see a lot of guys in particular, their fists are clenched so hard and they're just, Aah! and then the girls have got their fingers in figure just pointed so straight and just, you can see all the work going through them, but that's not needed. Um, you should be able to have your biceps, triceps on and then put your hands nicely in place, nice and controlled. Um, and again, this is what we show you all at the posing classes. Yeah, it's almost like wasted energy if you're yeah. doing that. Yeah, at one hundred percent. Yeah, and just on the back pose because you know I'm a big thing with this the back pose and getting the uh, the lats out, is that guys in particular on the rear pose in bodybuilding and physique, they change their pose from their front stance where they've got their arms just resting on their lats, their lats out, but when they go around the back, a lot of the times they'll either pinch or they'll actually have their so they're, they're pinching, but they're pinching. They've probably got their arms down too far or if they've got their arms up too high because they think oh, I've got to look really wide here. So get their arms up literally in line with their shoulders and you disconnect from your lats and you can't get your lats out. Your front pose is your back pose. Don't change it up. Just think, hang on, I'm now doing a front pose. Just do the front pose or the rear pose. Um, it's the biggest problem we see is that um, you're nailing everything from the front and you turn around, doesn't matter what division it is. Um, it can be fitness, sports, bikini, physique, bodybuilding, you name it. You turn around, all of a sudden you're doing something different. Just do what you were doing on your front pose. And also I highly suggest getting a, um, a, a second mirror so that you can see your back. All right, we had a guy on the weekend hit his back pose wrong. And I said to him, I said, Mate, can you feel what you're doing there? He said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah I can feel that because that's wrong. Now fix it for me. And boom, he fixed it. I said, can you feel now what's right? He said, yep. Yeah. And then we showed the class and he said, I don't know if I can do it. I said, remember, go back to that feeling of wrong. So he went, hang on, this. And he nailed the wrong because that way he knows what wrong feels like and he knows what right feels like. Mm -hmm. And the difference was chalk and cheese. So um, get that secondary mirror so you can often, every time you pose, if you're posing by yourself, you've got to have that mirror with you or don't even do back posing because you can't see it and you don't know whether it's right or not. So unless you've got your coach with it at a posing class, don't do back posing is my suggestion unless you or someone else can see it to correct it and make sure it's right. Because mm. again, it's the biggest downfall of some people when we spin you around and all of a sudden you're winning or you're placing or whatever and we spin you around and go, wow, you just lost that pose. 
Yeah. And it's yeah. so disappointing when you know that they have that back musculature, but they just don't know how yeah. to turn it on. Well, no, no. Well, well, well T, even though, no, they, they had it at the front. They had it at the front. Mm. And all we knew they had to do was turn around to their front and boom. But no. And we can only judge what they show us. Mm. On, well, on the topic of posing, I had a question about men's fitness. So in the rear poses for men's fitness, do you want them? Because I know from the front, you want their quads turned on to an extent. But what about the rear? Do you want their hamstrings on from the rear? Yeah, yeah, throw the hammies on. Yep. Okay. And the one thing with men's fitness, guys, is um, I don't mind you doing some cheeky posing. But if you just are always posing, um, jump into men's physique. Okay, we don't mind a bit of cheeky stuff, but generally speaking, is just quarter turns with some cheeky muscularity poses thrown in. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say they're doing a typical men's fitness pose from the rear, they'll they'll squeeze their hamstrings um, to make them turn on. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. And they're like they'll, they'll stand there then, generally speaking, with their arms down, but occasionally, just for a second or three, they'll just put the arms up and show a bit yep. of the back muscle with us. A kind of a not so much a bodybuilding pose, more of a hands open type pose. Um, or one hand behind the um the head and one arm out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great. Okay, so this next question, Jason, it says, can you get feedback before a competition? I know we roughly touched on this on going to the workshop, getting a second opinion, obviously having a coach who can guide you, but can you actually get feedback perhaps from a judge before you actually compete? Um, not probably from a judge. The judges, um, generally speaking, won't be opposing classes, but also, if you send, you, you could actually send pictures through to a judge, but the thing is just send them, just come to posing classes or send them through to me. I'll send them through to the judges. We can have a look. But here's the problem with um, pictures. That girl I spoke about earlier who won fitness was too good for bikini. She actually sent me photos, right? Um, and it's going to be five years ago, maybe even more. And I went, okay, from the photos you're sending me, I think your bikini sports. Um, but And I luckily I said, but look, maybe just throw in one division of fitness. I think I said back in the day, I can't remember when she turned up, she looked like nothing like her photo. Like you didn't have abs in your photo. Oh, I didn't flex them on. (laughs) 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 So um, there's nothing better than live. um, Seeing you live to make sure we guide you the right way. And also um, no matter what division, male or female, um, one thing we recommend is sooner rather than later, get into what you're going to be on stage in. Okay, because the more we see of you, the more we can correct things. It changes some posing. And I think the biggest change I ever had was girl that was wearing um, your normal uh, gym wear, which, you know, comes, the gym wear is coming up quite way up, way up your waist, right? But what it was hiding was a, a flaw that, I wouldn't say a flaw, but just, you know, just her genetic makeup. One side above her hip really came inwards, like a big inch difference to the other side. So the way we had her hands positioned in basically with her sportswear on, like um, gym wear, was fine. But as soon as we went to a bikini, we went, whoa, hey, whoa, what's going on here? We've got to correct that. Correct that. So the, the whole idea about posing is show your strengths, hide your weaknesses. Okay. So we've all got weaknesses. Um, well, most of us do. Um, and you've got to try and hide that. And then you show the strengths. Like I said to a girl on the weekend, um, she got into a rear pose way too slow. And I said, your back is so good, you've got to get into that twice as quick. I don't mean rush into it, but you've got to get in that thing because your back is awesome. You've got to get it out there from be the first or second girl and just hold it. Okay. And the same, so get into clothing that gets very close to what you mean in stage. Um, girls in particular in fitness and sports, if you've got glute muscles on the side coming through, if you can't see them, 
in your posing, you're not going to flex them on. So you're not going to flex on something you can't see. Um, I once remember um, a posing coach used to get someone to pose in their T-shirt. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? How? Oh, yeah, are your abs on? Because I, I can't see because I can't be my, my dad's on a glass maker. You know, for crying out loud, no, get your kid off, man. we got to sit in there, switch it on, switch, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. And, you know, especially the figure and the, the bodybuilders, we'll get them in the front of that mirror and we'll hold them for 10, 15, 20 seconds. And as we see, they say their biceps go off or their, their, their abs go off. Like, come on, come on. And making sure they've got it all switched on. You can't see it, you'll let it go. Great advice. And, and, so, and that's with, with the sports and fitness because, girls, we're looking for lines. So make sure you can see all the lines possible to make sure you switch them on and hold them on. Yeah, and I would say it's also an indication that someone is in that condition required to be competitive. So for example, let's say that you had a bodybuilder who was always posing in board shorts, like sure, he could look quite lean up top, but if you've never seen what his hamstrings and his glutes look like, he might not actually be in condition. Yeah, and his quads, he might not actually be in condition. Either that or if he is, has he been keeping them on, switched on and on and on and on, so once he gets on stage, he keeps them on. Yeah. You know, like bodybuilding in particular, and figure. Oh, sorry. We had, well, because men's physique don't really have to use their um, quads or hammies. That posing is just so hard to do. Like to switch everything on, especially in a front double bicep and rear double bicep, that is like, that is a workout trying to hold that for 20, 30 seconds. Yeah. Side poses, you can kind of sort of hold them forever. But front and rear double biceps, to hold them on, whoo. Yeah. Very tough. All right, Jason, we've got this uh, interesting question, which genuinely it's a fair question. So it says, do fake boobs make a difference in the women's divisions? No. And let me back that up with, you could have a look at some of our overall winners from years gone by, and some have no boobs. Mm-hmm. Yep, simple as that. Fantastic. So not a competitive advantage. Oh, yeah, so this is this is a great question. So this one says, how to know which poses are and aren't allowed with ICN? Okay, good question. Let me go probably just to bikini is that let me bring up another federation ifbb we do not want their rear pose it's as simple as that you want very little knee bend in all the model divisions for the females and or or straight legs but generally speaking there's the slightest knee bend but the hair out of the way and showing that back generally speaking with arms up in the bikini division Um, you can do arms down though it doesn't suit too many people arms down um and then in sports and fitness especially if you do opens or get overalls you definitely could be asked for arms down pose but with the arms down pose in sports and fitness don't do it if it's not a strong point just keep the arms up pose okay but do practice the arms down pose so that if you are asked for it in opens or overalls you can do it but just know that if it's not as strong as your arms up pose just do your arms up pose it's kind of like abs in physique and bodybuilding and figure some of them go to the side and go to the other side to show off the obliques. If one set is better than the other set, just show the better set. Mm-hmm. Don't show the lesser. Yeah, so would, would you say that would apply to any other divisions other than just the bikini and fitness and sports oh. model divisions? Yep, so uh, as I say at posing classes, um, and again, I, I say come to our posing classes. Um, they're really good in regards to being with more than just a one-on-one or even two or three that you might be doing um, some private small groups with. Once you're standing with, like we had, what, 25-odd girls there on the weekend, and it's a big difference, you know, moving from line to line, um, being moved around. Um, it's just a different experience. 
Well, yeah, the, the only other division that I could think of that where the, you could do the wrong pose is classic physique, like if you and, throw a bodybuilding. Yeah, and sorry, so my, my, uh, I remember my point to that, and I'll come back to classic, is um, uh, in, in the model divisions, the only thing that's wrong is if it's, like, cringeworthy. Like, oh, why are you standing like that? That just looks, looks terrible. Otherwise, if you own the pose, own the transitions, it's right. And, again, we say that at posing classes. You know, what you're doing there, I'll say to a, a, a brand-new girl, just saying, you're nailing this. Stop overthinking it. You've nailed that. Now just own it because it's fantastic. Mm. And, and again, I'll show a, um, a three-step turn for all the turns at posing class as a, as a guide. But then I'll get somebody up that does something different and said, by the way, you know what? That's also right because that person is owning those poses and owning those turns. Yeah, it's only if you do something like, whoa, no, please don't do that. We might just tweak that. But in men's classic, Jack, as you would know, you got to do classic posing. If you do a men's bodybuilding front double bicep, you get a zero. It's as simple as that. You get a zero. So if I had two guys go in the show and one guy's five kilos overweight and the other guy's ripped to shreds, but the ripped to shred guy does all the wrong posing, he will not win. Mm. It's no if, buts, or maybe. It's not even close. It's not even comparison because we're looking in that division for those classic style poses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and in, let me say in the beginning, Jack, and I think you do know this, is in the beginning, in the very first few um, years of Classic, the guys were still hitting too many bodybuilding mm, poses. I remember that, yeah. And it was so hard to judge because eventually we were, the person that we wanted to win in a way because the better body was only doing one, two, sometimes if lucky, three Classic poses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's yeah, and that's a really hard one to judge when they, they do all the bodybuilding poses. Mm. And what would be some of your top tips then to take that, bodybuilder who's doing that bodybuilding front double by and turn that into a classic pose what are you really looking for in the classic division everything off center everything with elegance you know just look up all the the, the old school bodybuilding and see the, the the poses they were doing but also note those guys back in the day while arnie was a bodybuilder he had the thin legs he had the, the not the bulky legs that they have today so we're looking for that classic of you know of the arnies of the day because they weren't big in the um in the quads i mean tom platz was so he certainly wouldn't go into classic um but that's what we're looking for that classic mm. look, just everything off center and almost unbalanced in a way yeah there's a, there's actually i'll bring this up purely because it's an interesting topic but there's a lot of i'm not sure if you're familiar with it but a lot of natural bodybuilders are saying that classic isn't appropriate for for natural federations because like every natural bodybuilder is a classic bodybuilder and like it's only when you get to mystery olympia that you have the big very big guys oh, they don't look classic what do you no, think about that no 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 i i only said on the weekend to some bloke i said mate you're not doing classic i said you just don't have the shape for it you are not a classic you you are bodybuilding yep. just bodybuilding 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 i mean you've got trevor hooney you're not gonna have trevor hooney in classic you know, turn it up. There's there's so many guys in natural bodybuilding just go, you're not doing classic. Not a chance, man. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So uh, certainly not for all. And we got some guys with some big wheels out there. And the bigger the wheels, generally speaking, you're probably not classic or just the bigger the arms or just the bigger the bodybuilding fullness look. I, I feel like it's the waistline that kind of gives it away absolutely. as well. Yeah. As well. Great. Okay. Well, Jason, those are actually all of our bodybuilding and ICN related questions. So thank you so much for answering those. I'm sure that the listeners got a heck of a lot of value. Could I just make a comment about a couple of things? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one pro day, I mentioned that, which was March 6th. Awesome day. Giveaways and prizes galore. People often ask me for real time of posing, like posing classes aren't real time for on stage. So I suggest people go onto YouTube 
and just type into YouTube, you know, ICN Brisbane, ICN Queensland, put the division you're after as well, and you'll probably find someone's video up there so that you can actually then go and pose at home. At we Real even Park. have videos from on our YouTube of our oh, there posting. You go. Yep, yeah, beautiful. And also, I strongly suggest that you use a line at home to pose on. Okay, so if you step over the line, you know, you've got to go back over the line. Okay, so um, always use a line at home because we don't always have lines down at the classes in the group fitness rooms. Um, and also, when you do sign up to um, I Compete as a member, there's a buddy email there. That buddy email is to put in for your, say, your coach or your trainer or your, your partner because in those last few weeks, if you're just sort of like, you know, just your mindset's just like, I just don't have time for emails or this or that. They'll get our email updates as well. Okay, so you don't have time to read it. They've read it for you and go, hey, by the way, XXX. So just look for that buddy email as well. Great, great news. So, and you mentioned, so ICN Pose with the Pros is March 6th. Is there uh, a venue for there? Yep, World Gym Stafford. Um, we'll kick off with um, a big meet and greet sort of thing around about uh, 10.30. Um, you can train in the gym before and after. Um, we'll have a bikini girls at 11, uh, sports and fitness at 12, and all the bodybuilding figure physique at 1 o'clock. Epic. That's going to be very exciting. Yeah, uh, World's every, Gym Stafford. Can't wait yeah. for the doors to open. Every single one of them posed with the pros days has been amazing. Awesome. All right. Can't wait. Well, Jason, yes. uh, the final question we, we always end on with our podcast is one thing that you learned this week. All right. One thing I learned this week is um, that the sun is goes around in 11-year cycles. So I knew, I, knew, I knew the moon goes around in 19-year cycles. So the moon being exactly the same spot every 19 years to the day, to the second, just the nanosecond. And I didn't know. I don't know why I didn't look it up. But the sun is every 11 years. Interesting. Mm. All right. Well, this is a bodybuilding and a solar system podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm not going to bring up the other one I mentioned. <laughs> well, no, people can go look it up. Incapricis. <laughs> Gosh. E-N-C-O-P-R-E-S-I-S. <laughs> Enjoy. Well, uh, Jason, before we head off, um, please let everyone know where can they find you if they actually want to get in touch with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, they can uh, contact me at jason.woodforth at icompetenatural.com or just call me. I mean, my number's on the um, on the website, 0403 uh, whatever's easiest, or um, on Messenger. Um, if you're going to use Messenger, I'd rather you message me direct to me, Jason Woodforth. There is a Jason Woodforth ICN Queensland Press. That's an old account. So just Jason Woodforth because my uh, the fan page doesn't always let me know there's a message there. Okay, mm. fantastic. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you did enjoy it, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag ICN Queensland, tag myself, tag Jack, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll catch you next week. And oh, sorry, one last thing. One last thing. Um, a big shout out to Kirsten uh, Murphy, who does all of our Insta work. She is just amazing balls. So if you ever need something on their tag, um, let her know. Um, she'll help you out, get um, you know, the word out there for any before or after transformations. Give your coaches a plug. Let us know. We're, we're happy. We, we want to plug you all. Don't think we're being favorites. Plug you all. So feel free to message Kirsten and we'll get you uh, your, your stuff out there. 